0: Yeah, and it's time for the Game Sports Podcast. It is your host, David McCaig Jr. The Game Sports Podcast is powered by 91N91 Network, formerly known as TGEM, and is sponsored by Flawless Roofing Sure Seal Incorporated. Flawless Roofing Sure Seal Incorporated, over 30 years in the business, based in Thunder Bay, Ontario, and in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. But no matter where you are, you can check them out on their website, flawlessroofing.ca. Got to protect your investment. And start from the top nowhere else you should be looking than flawless roofing and if you are observing this show via youtube or video you can see that i have moved slightly over to the left to point at the calendar that is right behind me great dead center with the flawless roofing logo as mentioned flawless roofing sure seal incorporated over 30 years in the business protect your investment and start from the top residential and commercial Rooftops. If you'd like further details, comment below or reach out to us here on the Game Sports Podcast. Now, as I mentioned, David McKeg Jr. here for the Game Sports Podcast. And we have a one-segment edition for you today, a little shorter segment that we are used to here on the Game Sports Podcast. And it is going to be a hockey agenda for this episode. And it's going to revolve around two topics: Mike Babcock and the PWHL. And just around the draft and my comments about the PWHL as well. And I'm just going to have a lot of comments about Mike Babcock. And that is going to be talked and discussed. After I get through uh, the normal housekeeping items that we got to get to, not just our sponsors, I just have a few announcements that I want to make sure that are on this episode of the Game Sports Podcast. Uh, There will be an upcoming announcement for the 91N official name change over TGEM, which will reflect the YouTube channel name, etc. But that doesn't change anything. Uh, When you search the 91N, 91 Network, it will bring you to the YouTube page, and all supporting platforms around 91N. Uh, the current platform that is what it is now will be and will remain the same, as well as the content providers it is simply just a name change, and there will be an announcement for that. And just a reminder, of course, the Game Sports Podcast, everyone knows us as the Game Sports Show. Uh, that has been changed to the Game Sports Podcast. Simply put, I have withdrawn and moved on from the radio side of the the broadcasting for the game, and we are sticking to podcast and podcasting platforms going forward. So it made sense to alter that name to reflect what we are doing going forward. Very simply put for you. Now, upcoming shows and shows of the game, look, there's gonna be a lot this week. Right now, when I'm recording this, it is September the nineteenth at nine PM as I sit inside here in the ninety-one N office. And Already this week we've done a pre-recording for a very special show that's going to be getting uploaded on September the 29th. I'll get to that in just a few moments. There's been a recent upload for the Strike Zone podcast. There will be an in the pocket podcast. And uh, there of course is this podcast. So three recordings this week, uh, two of which presented by the Game Sports Podcast, and of course this one, which is the headline show of the Game Sports Podcast. There's also full-time that I was not a part of, but Daniel Scarpino and Gatano were a part of. So there's four shows right there this week, just to check out there. And upcoming this week will be the Bitter Rivals podcast, which is powered and presented by 91N. That'll be on YouTube. There's going to be a top shelf show that I won't be a part of for the first time in an opening of a show, but that's coming next week for the preview of the 2023-2024 season. And lots of content just coming your way but as of recent and upcoming there will be uh, shows to check out as i said recently you can check out full time and strike zone and upcoming of course you're checking this out you can also get ready for another edition of in the pocket and upcoming our top shelf and more in the pocket editions and further upcoming strike zone and full-time edition so make sure you keep it locked here on the game sports podcast content now if you're asking about the official announcement upload that i was discussing just keep an eye on all the platforms for that uh, and a special edition upload which we haven't had for quite some time uh i have uh, we have a few ready to be coming out to you the next one will be james sapolsky uh, that we now be We will next have up for you and plan to have uploaded within the next 14 to 16 days to give you an exact amount there uh, in time for when you are ready to play the new NHL game coming up. Makes sense, right? So there's my housekeeping items that I want to make sure that I let you know of. The last thing I want to make sure I bring up is what I just mentioned a few moments ago about a special pre-recording. We did record a Scott Nason tribute show uh, and we did have to do a pre-recording for the edition and it will be uploaded on September the 9th uh, at some point in the late morning or uh, mid-afternoon of September the 29th. They'll be uploaded on the YouTube channel. They'll be uploaded on all of our audio platforms, including Podbean as well so make sure uh, you keep an eye out for that scott nason the original uh, heartbeat of the show and co-founder with yours truly of the game it will be uh, a show our first tribute show to scott uh our first annual tribute show is what i should say because we did have two tribute shows for him last year after his unexpected passing uh both on the american side for a show and here on the canadian side uh and for this episode that we're going to be uploading for Scott on the 29th is a tribute show that will feature myself, E.J. Russell, Paul Van Wagner, Butch Davis, Rob Horn, and Daniel Scarpino. So you make sure you do not miss that. Now, I'm about six minutes in, and I have been cut to a time here to keep this at approximately 15 to 20 minutes, and I feel I'll be able to do that today, and that's why I kept the agenda smaller. Uh, I did want to get into some basketball discussion, and I had a little bit of even Um, a a desire to get into a little bit of baseball and basketball. But look, if you want to look at baseball, strike zones, a recent upload, you can check out. And basketball, I'm going to wait until I have a a certain guest that I have hope to come on with in the next edition or two uh, for you. Uh, So I'm going to stick to hockey right now to be able to get some news out on some hot takes in terms of on the ice. And the first thing I want to go to is Mike Babcock. Okay? um and mike babcock situation has when it when it surfaced uh just just under 2 weeks ago uh for under, within the spinning chicklets podcast for paul busenatum is a uh, obviously well known and an influential hockey face in the world and also just in podcasting in general uh, him and Witt do a very good podcast as we know and a very known podcast that gets a lot of interaction and Biz shared on that show some details about from a player about what Mike Babcock was doing to the Columbus players. When that surfaced, more things started happening. Domino effects, people reacting, uh, people causing an uproar about it uh, against somebody who is already labeled to be a coach that isn't a positive influence on his players given his actions, for a good way to put it, and... Things continue to domino. You know, you have Johnny Gutro had an interview with Sportsnet, and he brings up how Babs wanted to have a, a, a wanted to see his pictures, wanted to see his family. You know, so you start to see now a player admitted it, and now things get even more further snowball in the investigation. Right, and uh, we get the announcement just this week that Mike Babcock has resigned as the coach with the Columbus Blue Jackets and he hasn't even yet played a game with uh, or sorry hasn't coached a game rather with the Columbus Blue Jackets yet. Now obviously you what I want to say here first is that when this type of stuff comes out especially on a podcast like Sit and Chick, let's look, there's a difference between particular platforms that are looking for clickbait and you know exactly what i'm talking about and i'm i'm proud to say that i feel the game sports uh, podcast in our family is not like that we're very true uh with our with our facts and with our content and we're very honest and as everybody knows we've been since 2016 we like to be not follow scripts we like to follow maybe a little note and agenda that we list on the show but we like to follow what we know and speak it true and when it comes to Spit and Chicklets, amongst other well-known podcasts, especially hockey podcasts, that that those are personalities on that on that show that know that they're followed, and that somebody who is not going to make up any nonsense. Okay, for he doesn't need clickbait. He doesn't need popularity. He doesn't need something to get you know get more traction to his uh, to his platforms because he already gets it. When he said that, I knew that he had some sort of fact. It was either a text message from somebody within the organization, or there was something there that really got the, the ball rolling. And I know people were looking at Biz saying, "Oh, this is this is maybe fake. Uh, this is this is who knows if this is true." Is somebody being attacked? And I did see those types of comments. But obviously, over ninety five percent of the comments believe Biz, and those ninety five percent were the right ones and should have and should be patting themselves on the back for not giving any backlash to Biz and the Spit and Chicklets podcast because, as I mentioned just a few moments ago, they speak truth. That if I if I had to say anything about a podcast content, you know they they're jokative, uh, but the guests they get on there they're telling you true stories. You know that and that's why they are what they are. They they get people on there and they they get personalities that are that can jive with them and that are known in the world of hockey. And they get the true stories out of a lot of their experiences. Let me give you an example. John Morasti, Nasty Morasti. We've had him on this podcast uh, for a few editions ago. And obviously, he's well known for Sorzy. He goes on spit and Chicklets. Okay, after being on spit and Chicklets for the past, I believe, it was the month of September. And you can check out John Morasti's Facebook page. Uh, he's been the most searched guy on HockeyDB. Not kidding you. Over 12,000 views or 12,000 searches. He is getting searched more than Connor Bedard right now on Hockey TV. Look, it's a spit and chicklets effect. They get news, they say it, and they say it how it is. I believed it from the start. I didn't just believe it because he was a Toronto Maple Leafs head coach that made Mitch Marner cry and made Mitch Marner write a list about guys who didn't work hard enough and pass it on. And I talked to, I, I'm not quoting other figures such as Mike Commodore. I, I love his reactions, especially on X, sorry, Twitter, X, whatever we want to call it going forward. But I was able to connect to somebody uh, who is uh, in the National Hockey League. I'm not saying a player or a coach, uh, but somebody. And they know somebody who was, well, let's just say coached by Bass. And they, when, when this news surfaced, ironically, this individual had a, had a conversation with this player uh, that played under Babs. And the key word that he shared with me was that they were not surprised. And that's a word that I saw throughout everybody's broadcasts that I've seen on YouTube or other podcasts is that they were not surprised this has happened. History tends to repeat itself, right? And you look at all the stories with Babcock, with Johann Franzen, You look at Mitch Marner. Mike Madano, uh, like truthfully, the Mike Madano one truthfully is the one that upsets me the most, believe it or not, but when I read in more to the Johann Franzen situation, that is the by far it feels like the worst one because of how he just verbally attacked him, verbally abused him. He had mental health issues because of that. Listen, uh, Mike Babcock was a successful coach in terms of winning. we we can't. We can't take that away from him, all right? It's just like Barry Bonds hitting over 700 home runs, okay? Uh, over 760 home runs. You know, yeah, he did it doing steroids. You know, there, there was cheating involved. There's there obviously drama involved. But it was, it was done. It's, it's a piece of history that was concluded and, and, and written in. Now, Barry Bonds faces the fact of not even having his name on the record anymore. And how that compares to Babcock, let me explain to you. Babcock won gold medals. He's won at each level. Uh, He's won a Stanley Cup. And obviously as a coach, he he has ways with the X's and O's and putting lines together that are going to help you win hockey games. But let's backtrack a minute. Mike Babcock won that Stanley Cup, won those gold medals, won those championships. Because of having the pleasure of putting on white gloves when he goes into those teams to coach. And what I mean by that is that he was able to keep his hands clean. There was very minimal work that he had to do to bring that team to success. And the Detroit Red Wings were one. Look at that team. (laughs) Like, look how good that team was for They were good. They were in the playoffs for twenty plus years, right? They they were a team that was well coached for a long time. Scotty Bowman, obviously Ken Holland. Uh, I got the pleasure to talk to Ken Holland, uh, and there, there's a guy who was a well, well who was a very smartly spoken, hot, cocky guy who's now with the Oilers, of course. But that's an organization that, for pride for many years, was the most successful organization in hockey in the National Hockey League, and. Mike Babcock goes to that team after leaving a team with Anaheim that had so much promise uh, with, with their future. Uh, and they, when, he leaves, when he leaves Anaheim, he goes to Detroit. And when he was in Anaheim, I'm trying to remember the year exactly, 2003, I believe, was the year uh, that he made the cup finals with the Ducks. And they were called the money Ducks of Anaheim at that time. And it was in 05 was when he joined the Detroit Red Wings. And then he went on to win the Stanley Cup in 08. And then, of course, he had his tenure there with the Detroit Red Wings. And then after playing or coaching the Red Wings, he goes to the Toronto Maple Leafs. After coaching Toronto, he gets off grid for a bit. He volunteers at the University of Saskatchewan. Again, I'm not going to fact check that. This is just me from what I can remember. Don't hear from him for four-plus years. Columbus signs him out of the blue, press conference him. They feel that's the right signing, and not even before the puck drops in the season, he's been terminated. And it's been for something that he's been, he's been accused of for a long time. And that's for being not just a bad coach, but a bad coach of, uh, towards his, his uh, ability and his treatment of players, which is awful. And I go back to Detroit. You go back to even when he was coaching the Cincinnati Ducks. There was uh, there was people sharing stories about when he was there, at uh, the the Lindstrom story with Mike Babcock, giving him absolute just lamb basing into him about how much of a shit show he was being to Franzen and treating his players. He goes to Toronto and I talked about the Mitch Marner thing already. And then after, you know, Babs gets gets fired, and it almost seems like Toronto wanted him to get fired after that Vegas game. After he gets fired, it seems the morale changed in Toronto, right? And I don't know, what Columbus really tried to do there, maybe try to salvage somebody's career, show that he was truly a good guy. But what they ended up realizing is that his old tactics didn't change. There was no altering to what he did. There was no, uh, no maturity. There was no lesson learned. And, and Biz said it perfectly today. You know, they, the, This is kind of a set in the bar for the older coaches to know that this is not going to be handled anymore. End of story. And it's obviously if you want to go back, and you know, it's a friend of the show, and obviously who we went through a lot, was Theo Fleury. Obviously different circumstances. Uh, but there's still different types of that abuse uh, that, that can scar a player despite their age. Younger, professional, older, veteran, doesn't matter. And Mike Babcock, doing what he did, just to summarize it, was asking players to look in their phones so they could see the type of person that they are. Look, I, have, I would never have, I wouldn't have never had a problem showing a coach my phone because of not having anything. And even if there was anything that I wanted hide, I probably would have shown because as a kid, when the way that I grew up in hockey, uh, it was that you just want to play, right? Um, and. I had great coaches growing up, so I've never had an issue with any abuse. Wanna make that clear. I've had great coaches. I've never had a, I've obviously had disagreements with coaches and you know, getting traded in my time, but there was there I never had anything, of course, that was a traumatic event. Uh so at that time though when I was playing and a lot of the nineties birth years can relate and there's a good amount of them that are, you know, in the in the National Hockey League right now. They're getting into their Just almost their mid-30s now, but there was a very strong era when you played minor hockey. And when you played getting up into junior, it was a tough time, right? You wanted to play. You wanted to beat out the guy. It was, you know, you had to go to the rank. You had to to fight for a spot a different way. Now it is the same way. Don't get me wrong. It's 100% the same way, but it's actually finally more recognized the mental health aspect. And it's not even just in hockey or in sports. It's in the world. And the treatment of players is so, that uh, is so important and so analyzed. And don't get me wrong, despite how I said about the uh, positive remarks from my coaches, they did a few things in practice and the way that they talked to some of their players that if that happened now, that wouldn't happen. Okay. Uh, and I'm not mentioning names. It's not like it's anything dramatic in any which way, but the way the game is now, uh, there there are proper ways to coach, and a coach truly has to be a coach, except just raising his voice. But going back to Babs, he goes and asks for. Uh, Pictures of somebody's phone—that is an invasion of privacy. You know, as as I matured in life and realized, if somebody asked me for my phone now, despite having nothing to hide, you have no business looking at my phone. I don't want you to see pictures of my family. I don't want you to see pictures of uh, my my dog, my wife, my my parents, my in-laws. My no, I don't want. No, that's none of your business. And uh, I hope some of the players did say that. Uh, we didn't really get a lot of the full story about some of the background, but I imagine that. The way the conversation was, maybe, maybe Babs truly didn't have any, uh, any bad intent. We, I don't. We're not in his body to know how he's feeling, but he's got to know that given all the stuff he has been through and all the things and actions that he did with Franz and with Marner, what happened with Lindstrom, uh, when he coached other teams and everything that's surfaced. It's kind of like, oh shit, I got to change my tactics, and he never did. He never changed a thing. Not one thing was changed. He didn't smarten up. He didn't mature. He decides to go in and say, hey, I want to look at your phone and look and see what kind of person you are. No, you don't get to look at the phone. You can fuck off. <laughs> exactly, but would somebody say in the NHL? No. Would somebody say that to their boss? No, and I'm not encouraging anyone to say that to, to, in any which way, but what needs to happen is that the NHL and sports in general need to continue to invest in these, ensuring a safe and and private environment for these players. They need to focus on playing hockey. Columbus didn't need this drama going in. They didn't need any of this. But it's good that they got rid of it before the puck drops on preseason, never mind regular season. They bring in Vincent as the coach, which you know, by my investigation looks like somebody they probably should have looked at before anyways, but that's besides the point. You, you get rid of this drama beforehand and you leave it at that. And I'm quoting Biz again. The media should shut up and leave them alone about it now. It is done. Everywhere you look on Instagram today... TikTok, and as I said, today's September the 18th, 19th, sorry. And you might hear this on the 20th, 21st, 22nd. Either way, it's so elephant content. We're going to be talking about Mike Babcock for a little bit here. And his name, whenever he's brought up, you're going to think of all the negative that he did. Yes, I talked about the stuff that he did as a coach when he won. But the, the, the things that were sour in our mouth is what we're going to remember most over everything that he did as a coach to succeed. But even as I said at the top, he succeeded as a coach on good teams. The Ducks were good in 3 You can give credit to his coach and all you want, but he had some good teams. Look at the rosters that he's had. Uh, when he went to Toronto, obviously he had to look at a rebuilding team, and it's not like he made that rebuilding team get into the playoffs, right? It, 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 there was a lot that came out when he went to Toronto. As soon as he went to Toronto, that's when things started surfacing a lot, but we knew of these things beforehand. Mike Medano, Johan Franzen, all this already happens. And it, it was reacted in Toronto, finally went over the edge. It finally came to surface, and he was let go, and he was gone away from the game. Guys like Mike Commodore are celebrating in the streets. But now he returned to the game, and you wonder what the fuck. Columbus is doing and then this happens and you create drama in a locker room that really doesn't need it right now. They have a lot of good players there. You got Goudreau, Liney, Orensky, you got Proveroff there now. They got some pieces. Fantilli is an absolute stud. The future can be positive in Columbus and I don't think Babcock would have been the guy to change it. And with this happening, doesn't make it any better. But removing him now and focusing on the season is the right step. And I think as the media, after we say our piece about it on all of our shows and all of our articles, get it out, leave it at that, and let Columbus focus on their season. Because – when when we keep talking about something, we keep bringing up something that's a bad event. We may, let's leave that behind and let's talk about something that's worth talking about and worth uh, that's happy to talk about. And that's the upcoming season, Columbus. Now their players are professionals; they'll shrug it off. But as a media guy myself, with with everyone out there, I second what Biz said. Let's back off now and leave it. Say at our piece and proceed. Don't ever let Mike Babcock in the game either again. All right. NHL, that's it. The the older guys that can't get their their shit together, leave them out of the game. That's it. Time to move on. New coach in Columbus, that's it. Preseason's been going on. A lot of good things happening in the NHL. Uh, And obviously, Toronto had their golf day today. They had some good content. Teams have good content, like Pittsburgh delivering their season tickets. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of good things to look forward to this NHL season. I think there's going to be a lot of good storylines, and in an upcoming top shelf segment, we boys will get into a full preview for you. Dave McKay here on the Game Sports Podcast. I'm already four minutes over, so I'm going to get to my last portion a little bit more quickly. To get through my last portion a little bit more quickly than what I had hoped. Uh, but but we're going to be sure to bring this up sporadically on the show a little bit more uh, this year because it's finally picking traction, uh, picking up traction. And I want to talk about the PWHL. There was a draft that was held uh, just uh, earlier this week, and there was rounds from uh, one to. It went all the way around the clock. Uh, there was free agent signed, but I believe it went all the way up to fifteen rounds. Uh, there was free agent signed there. The teams were basically filling out the roster. If you're looking at the teams that are in the league, you got Montreal, you got Ottawa, you got New York, you got Minnesota, Toronto, and Boston. You got six teams in the league. Uh, And for the first overall pick in the inaugural draft, the first time ever, the first. Prick was Taylor Heist. Uh, she is an American forward uh, and it was playing at the University of Minnesota. Gets drafted by Minnesota. And then you have for Toronto, uh, Jocelyn Larocque, the, the defenseman that they drafted. Elena Mueller was drafted from Switzerland to Boston, who played at Northeastern University. Uh, Ella Shelton, a defenseman who's Canadian, got drafted by New York, uh, played at Clarkston. Uh, Ottawa drafted Savannah Harmon, a defenseman from Clarkston University in American. And then Montreal drafted Aaron Ambrose, a Canadian defenseman from Clarkston University. So defensemen really invading the first round for the six-packs being defensemen. Uh, but it was a very entertaining draft to say the least because at the beginning, Billie Jean King was the one who announced the uh, the first overall pick, and they had a stick for the inaugural draft that was presented. It's really great. Uh, all the staff has picked out. They've really put together this league well, and I do hope that it is successful. Uh, but here on the Game Sports Podcast, I wanted to make sure that I brought up the draft, brought up players that were selected, and just for you to give it a little check on. Listen to Billy Jean's speech. I was going to try to clip it into the show here today, but given time constraints, I will not be able to do that. Uh, so just go on over to any of the sports platforms there. One of the the uh, ones that you commonly see on TV at this time. To check out that beginning of the speech it was it was really cool, uh, and it seems like this league is going to be really good, really competitive, uh, and definitely will be something to enjoy. And we'll be able to talk more when uh, about the league as the as the uh, season. Uh, gets gets uh, started now some players that you're probably wondering about uh, the hillary Knights, some names that you're thinking of uh there there are players uh that are going to be signed uh, there's one that i want that are going to be signed but there's one that i wanted to bring up that was signed um and it was it was signed by new york uh, which is really cool uh it was abby rock uh abby rock is from sous marie michigan uh, as everybody knows that Game podcast is based in the Twin Sues, uh, but obviously I'm based in Sioux, Ontario. We're a border town with Sioux, Michigan. And Abby Rock was somebody that I got to do color commentating for when I was doing the Sioux High Blue Devils game. She was playing with men out there and she was out skating everybody out there. Okay. She is a fantastic ho- uh, hockey player. She's a great supporting cast on social media. Uh, she was signed as a free agent uh, to go to New York. So uh, there's a little bit of ties that are Sioux Samory for those. So those who are based in the Sioux right now, something maybe a little bit more to urge you to check on check on uh, all the rosters and about everybody who was picked. And I, one thing that I really like about this league, I think it's going to really empower more women uh, to, to play professional hockey. And I think we are uh, just at the beginning of seeing the talent that women uh, can bring to the ice, uh, even more so than what we already see in the Olympics. And at university hockey, they're finally going to get the exposure that they deserve okay they and i hope that everything goes successful with this league as it seems like it's going to be and i feel this league is going to really bring women out to the forefront of the, the sport on ice if you will but congratulations to abby rock for signing a lot of good talents out there uh that signed and were drafted as well david mccaig here uh, for the game sports podcast as i mentioned at the top this will be a one segment and done episode uh, there's a lot of episodes to check out this week on all the platforms. Look. I've already named all of it what it was. There's a lot of content. Just when you're done listening to this, if you haven't listened to Strike Zone full-time or uh, if, you, if you're if you curious for some football that's coming on in the pockets, uh, if you're waiting for hockey, that's coming. If you're in for a special edition, that'll be coming soon. Uh, there's a special tribute show coming up. There's a lot. Just hit like, follow, and subscribe below on whatever platform that you're on. Uh, make sure you hit that notification button so you don't miss the uploads that we have. We have uploads every week. It uh, feels like every other day we have an upload of something but there's always content coming from the game sports podcast and of course whom we're powered by 91 n and speaking of 91 n if you are doing a podcast or you're interested in starting a podcast you can reach out to me and I can direct you in the right area uh, so we'd like to air the uh, 91 n sorry we would like to air your podcast on 91 n or if you're really interested in starting a podcast uh, there are members of 91 n family including myself that can help you get started on start your podcast uh, the game sports podcast uh, We'll be taking a brief vacation. So as I mentioned, there are upcoming shows. So I'm not talking about those other news shows. Speaking of this particular podcast, the one that you're listening to right now, there will be another brief waiting period to another episode. I know there's been some inconsistent uploads the past three months, given several months and uh, certain other show criteria. But as of right now, today's September the 19th, uh, there will not be another Game Sports podcast uh, until likely October the 16th or the 23rd okay or sorry uh, yeah October 16th or the 23rd are the projected next episodes you're looking another three to four weeks until another episode Uh, and if you're looking for the reason why well gracefully you're getting a lot of me this week Uh, Because uh, I will be um, uh, stepping away just for two weeks to focus on uh, other projects uh, and also uh, other planned events that I have going on. So uh, that's why I'll be taking uh, my first vacation uh, this year away. And the boys will have you covered. The crew will have you covered in all the content that you desire here on the game and all the supporting shows of the game and also 91N's YouTube platform. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Game Sports Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you really enjoyed it, like I said, hit like, follow, and subscribe to make sure you don't miss any content that comes to you by yours truly all of us here on the Game Sports Podcast. I'm here to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, ring your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.